The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse and I'm here today with Austin. What's going on, Austin? Oh, not much, man. I've been building knights. Knights? Tiny knights? Tiny knights. Tiny knights. Little baby Serastus and I just uh, finished a profi. Nice, nice. Very excited about Ryza, as I'm sure you know. That's right. Uh, then my buddy gave me some knights, and I was like, well, if ever there was a time to start a night house, this is it. Definitely. Our uh, defensive rise uh, uh, coverage is ongoing now. I think part one just released uh, yesterday, and we'll do a part two released on next week. And we still got to record some more, too, so... God, there's at least two more episodes <laughs> worth of stuff in that book. It's so Thanks good. So. At least two. At least two, because um, like the whole they've they've totally revamped uh, and improved. Although it broke my heart a little bit, the build your own legio section. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of new stratagems which are super interesting. Like there's a whole new like class of stratagem. Essentially. Nice. Oh, that's right. It's, it's basically the whole white dwarf and they revamped it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't even touched that yet. <laughs> yeah. The white dwarf is dead. You can throw it back uh, in the trash now. You can, yeah, you can burn it. No, I have to keep it next to your, uh, to your toilet for, you know, an afternoon read of determining what new army you're going to build. Just, just yep. trash it straight. Just have Ryza right there. That's right. Now Ryza is the popular one. So be sure to listen to our ongoing episodes with that, which would be exciting times. But uh, today, I want to talk about The Road to Thromas Part 7. End of the road. Well, not not quite yet. Okay. I, uh, oh, I did want to congrat. I know. It's Dark Angel related. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I wanted to congratulate you on finishing your Adepticon army. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I mean, I, I still got the two Titans. I built and primed for it. Built oh, you know primed. what? I actually didn't finish it because I have two attack bikes that I didn't touch. So, ah, well, fuck it I, then. I, we'll I, just I go right fit, along. Yeah, I, I could fit like a Centurion in there or something. We'll be good. Moving along then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I finally got bases, guys. Like, screw it. Black lava. Black lava. Dry brush. Burnt tufts of grass. We're done. <laughs> yeah, man, you can't go wrong. You Although I think wrong. I might go... If I can get my hand on some skeleton bits, I really would like some charred skeletons to throw on there, too. Man, if only you knew somebody with literal shit tons of skeletons. Right? If only. Yeah. Just unbuilt, on the sprue, <sighs> waiting. Just the search continues, I guess. And the good kind, too. Not these modern ones with a bunch of rusty armor and all this <laughs> shit. You can't tell that they're skeletons, but just like naked skeleton, like God intended. If only. If only yeah. I knew someone. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Stay tuned for more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But now can we talk about The Road to Thromas Part 7, End of the Road? 
Yes, we can. Because yes. it's the end of the road. Your yes. long nightmare is over. <laughs> so, August 3rd, on the Warhammer community page, they released the final uh, Road to Thromus. And they had some really decent reveals on this one. It was a little uh, lackluster from uh, July, but due to the COVID, obviously, they had no one to really develop yeah, anything. So it's no big blame deal. Them. No, no. Because, yeah, when you're uh, furloughed, you can't work at anything. You can't. And I think this made up for it. Yes. Yes, I, I definitely. I like am. You're the, you're the Dark Angels player. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's get through this article. And um, before we started this episode, I, Austin, you mentioned that you have not seen the PDFs for the characters. Yeah. Um, so I, I read through the article, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I was at work mm-hmm. and didn't download Don't click the anything. links. <laughs> um so and then it just sort of skipped my mind sure uh, and then you told me not to so we're gonna be one of those podcasts i guess yeah it was gonna be a little reveal it would be a brand new reveal for me but yeah let's uh let's start at the beginning of the uh article so first thing they show is the table of contents for book nine crusade mm-hmm. so we have you know your standard affair you have the fluff, the forces, campaign rules, then Legionus Astartes Dark Angels, Legionus Astartes Night Lords, and new army list editions. So Thromus, it's been touched on in some Night Lords and Dark Angels books. Obviously, they'll go into greater detail in this uh, campaign book, which I'm excited about. Yeah, so I, I said I didn't care, and uh, obviously, well... I mean, it's not my legions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I am, like, I am a whore for legion fluff, Mm. like, especially, like, pre-Primark stuff for Mm -hmm. all of them. Like, it's, I just find it fascinating. And if you look at the the Dark Angels, right? Mm Talk about forces of the Thramas Crusade. Yeah. The Dark Angels starts on page 82, and then the next thing is almost 50 pages later. Yeah, 46 pages of the forces of the Thromas Crusade for the Dark Angels. Yeah. I'm and really that's, excited. That's all of the... Actually, I want to... Hold on real quick. I want to sure. see how that compares, because it seems like a huge amount of fluff. Of course, they only focus a little bit on the Night Lords, because I mentioned Legion Accursed, the Night Lords at Thromas, which is clocking yeah, I mean, in at about, let's see, a, a two plus six. That's got eight pages. Yeah, so I don't know how mean? many pages are in the original Night Lords are in what book? So this is, I got book eight open here. Mm-hmm. And so the Blood Angels for that, which was our first look at Blood Angels, like holistically. Sure. Um, math is hard. I'm a history major, folks. I don't know. <laughs> the Blood Angels were 22 pages. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then... The white scars were 23 pages. So we're looking at pretty much double. Yeah. Which is wild. But at the same time, seeing what the Dark Angels have later on in this uh, appendix is kind of understandable. Because they are the cornerstone of a lot of legions. Like, they were the forerunners. They were the original legion before there were any others. Yeah. 
and that's why I'm really interested, mm-hmm. right? So we've got a, a legion that's twice as big as every other, well, at least book eight. I kind of want to pull up another one now and see where we're, yeah. we're doing, but I'll keep talking while I'm doing that. Sure. Um, and it's just like, there's just so much stuff. So are we going to get some like unification era? You know, are we going to talk about Astarte any? She's real exciting. Oh yeah. Dr. Um, Astarte. Yeah, yeah. Now that, it, sorry, sorry guys. Spoilers. Spoilers. No, that's not a spoiler. That's a known fact. True. In Valdor. Yeah. Dr. Astarte. Um, now that, yeah. So everybody, and now that's kind of been released in black library books and stuff for what Valdor came out, what a year ago. Uh, yeah, about that. At least a special edition. Yeah. So they could probably expand on that a little bit seen as, you know, Mm -hmm. these guys were the first. So, well, and then, like, are you going to do the Ragged and Xenocides? Like, do those, I mean, I, those will have to get at least a shout-out. Definitely. Right? Definitely a shout-out. But with the pages. There's a lot yeah. to cover there. Come on now. Maybe some really beautiful art uh, plates or something. I don't know. Oh, well, you know they're going to have beautiful plates. Which, but... the ones they showed in July were really awesome. So, I'm really looking forward to the rest. <laughs> so, yeah, the Dark Angels, and then A Legion of Curse, the Night Lords at Thromus, which I guess is like an appendix to their forces in an earlier black book. And then Legio Victorum. Do you know anything about Legio Victorum, Austin? Ooh, not off the top of my head. I got to admit, I am... Me neither. I am real bad <laughs> with legi- Legios. Oh, it's fine. I could barely keep the twenty or the 18 straight here, so it's all good. <laughs> So then moving on to the Thromus campaign, which they have a campaign overview, armies, campaign duration, campaign rules, and then they have four devastation missions. The Logic of War, No Stone Upon Stone, Confrontation, and The Last Bastion. And those sound like exciting missions to me. Yeah, I mean, and like, nobody ever plays them, right? Right. (laughs) Guilty, guilty. Um, we try but, every now and then, but right. But like before the Rona closed everything down, uh, Stephen and I, especially, we were just sort of going through and mm-hmm. picking and doing some, and there's, there are amazing missions in there. Even when they're not your Legion, there's just a right. bunch of fun stuff that really freshens up the game. Real narrative driven. Yeah. And like, there's weird objectives and weird deployments and. They're definitely ones that require a lot of, a little bit of forethought with your opponent before you get started for sure. Yeah, you can't just roll up with like, hey, I brought a 3,000-point list. Who wants a game? Like, you got to think <laughs> about it a little bit. Yeah. Because otherwise... Talk with your opponent, figure out which, you know, campaign yeah, mission you want to play, and just try it out. And so then we come to the Legionis Astartes appendixes. Appendices? Appendi? Appendices. Dark Angels. There's a lot of stuff here. So... Oh, my God. Obviously, we start with the Legionis Astartes Dark Angel page... The standard affair, you get your Legion-specific war gear, which is a page. Then we get the Hexagrammaton, which is its own page as well. Which I'm not sure where they're going to go with that, but I think, judging by previous uh, Road of Thromuses, this is where you get to decide which wings you want to take and what rules will be applied to your, leg- your Legion that you bring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we go yeah. to... The Rights of War, which it's like four pages, but I don't know if one of them is just going to be like a blank red cover page or not. But four pages, assuming there's probably like two Rights of War on each. So it looks like we might get all six wings. Yeah, that would be about right. I mean, you'd want all six, right? Like, oh, that, definitely. That's what we're here for. Definitely. Um, although sometimes they're a little skimpy, like the Space Wolf ones, 
you know, a page each. There you go. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but we already got we two, good, so, so no complaints. <laughs> and we also already have two, so unless they say you know use book six, which I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure the Blood Angels got reprinted their rights of war in book eight. I could be wrong. So, you know, obviously we have Iron Wing and Raven Wing already, and we'll probably get the rest. I'm almost positive we'll get all six. Yeah, there's... I think they mentioned that they're going to do all six, because why would you get four or five? Yeah, there's no reason not to, unless for some reason they're exactly identical to some basic right of war. Mm, Which I highly doubt too, but... No, me either. Oh, and also, fun fact. So I have just looked through three different uh, black books, the the couple digitals that I have in book mm-hmm. eight. And so the, the Dark Angels fluff in this, just the Legion fluff, is mm-hmm. 46 pages, mm-hmm. which is probably 45 because you get the, the fancy red picture in the front. Sure. Everybody else, like the next biggest is 33. Really? Who's, who's that? The, um, it was somebody out of book two. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't like, keeping track of who had the most fluff. Just reading numbers. Um, but, yeah. I was, I was doing math and it was hard, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a ton of, ton of good fluff. And that makes me, ah, not that I need to buy it or should buy it, but also it's either that or beat you over the head and steal your copy. And I might have to actually kill you to pry it out of your hands. So, mm. eh? Eh? Seems like a lot of effort. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so then we go into the actual units, which we have the Inner Circle Knight Cenobium, which is already out, which has its own PDF. Mm-hmm. The Deathwing Companion Detachment. Now, this is interesting because the fact they call it detachment. The only other thing that I know is called a detachment are apothecaries. You take an apothecary detachment and you bring them alongside your other units. I know they mentioned the Deathwing Companions are sort of like... Uh, command squadron in a way, so I don't know if that's going to be the I same swear to here. God, if you guys get huskarls, like the old Space Wolf huskarl <laughs> equivalent, where you just so for those of you unaware, in uh, I don't know if this is still how it is in 40k, but back when you know third, fourth, fifth edition 40k, uh, you wouldn't buy sergeants for your Space Wolf squads. Instead, as like I think an elite choice, you would take a unit and you could either field them, you know, as sort of an elite, everybody can have a different thing mm-hmm. squad, uh, or you could pull individual guys out of that squad and assign them as sergeants, hmm. as the various pack leaders. So Deathwing companion detachment, maybe they're like inner circle equivalents that get. Well, that's what the Cenobium is for. Cause they literally call it inner circle knights. Yeah, but those so, are knights. They're not the yeah. companions. True. Right? We're talking like Greek-style companions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some some sort of upper echelon that gets passed out to the other squads. We know we can have them in a large unit because they also have the shields where they can, like, grant bonuses to a uh, unit that they're attached to. So, yeah, duh, obviously. They are attached to some unit, but I don't know in what way yet. Mm-hmm. Ah. Whether it's some sort of, like, enhanced command squadron for some HQs, or you can actually put them alongside regular infantry squadrons. Not sure yet. We'll find out. It would be sexy if they, like, replaced your sergeants. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Then we have the Firewing Enigmatis Enigmatis Cabal, which I have no idea what the plan is with that. 
I know the fire wing is focus is more of a like assassination wing, like cut off the head type of deal. Mm-hmm. But based off that word, I have no idea. No idea. Oh, enigmatus. I love the fact that it sounds very uh, Alpha Legion-y. Sounds very enigmatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who know? Maybe we'll have some sort of um, sneaky infiltrating yeah. vet squad equivalent. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Dreadwing Interrupters, short-range plasma assault at ridiculous uh, output. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, God help my my poor Dustworn. <laughs> then we have, which I am, I am blown away what this could be, the Ironwing Exendio class battle automata. Now, for those of you who have not read. The, uh, the Lion Primark novel, which isn't out in regular print just yet. Stay tuned. You know, spoiler alert. These guys are basically descendants of the Men of Iron. They are broken AI constructs that are basically in chains and just run around with the Iron Wing, I guess. Well, don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. And now I got to go back. That's, that's some heretical bullshit right there is what that is. Ah, yes. Yeah. So here we go. This is an excerpt from The Lion, Lionel Johnson, Lord of the First. Stenius strode into the central nexus. The Knight of the Iron Wing had been outfitted with a psychically baffled helmet of the Centali's order and was flanked by a pair of towering six-limbed cyber automata. Adamantium-clad behemoths of inhuman aspect and devilish asymmetry, the things advanced ahead of the legionary as though directly from the techno-horrified imaginings of old knight. No blundering automata were these, no cybermanically preserved cadavers spared the final kiss of death. They were Exendios, the last of the dreaded Silica Animus, the bastard offspring of the Men of Iron. Tortured, neutered, once limitless intellects, they were now chained to a single armored core and the service of the Emperor of Mankind. Legends of such terrors lived on in species' memory of old night and wars of unification. The continued existence of such artificial terrors, even in their current mutilated capacity, was a secret kept even from the Primarchs and the Adepts of Mars, one known only to the Emperor, the Lion, and the most exalted ranks of the First Legion's Iron Wing. So, Jesse, yeah. bro, that's some heretical <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, the Emperor's you, cool with you it. You can't be doing that, Jesse. The Emperor's cool with it. It's the fine. The Emperor's cool with it. It's fine. We yeah, got. It's like saying, well, Mom said I could. I'm going to pull out my Emperor card here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, Jesus, God we knows. went to the wrong planet. <laughs> These things are going to be nuts. I hope they're going to be nuts. So those are the four wing-specific units that we're carrying on. They don't specifically have any uh, Raven Wing, which is the biking, the, you know, jet bike, bike, and the Storm Wing, which is their focused uh, uh, assault units, breacher squadrons and the like, ship to ship. Back to these battle automata. Yeah. Are you just... If they don't come out with models like immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you just going to buy a load of those Blackstone Fortress guys and convert them up? Ah, the six limbs is kind of interesting. I f- feel like they're very like uh, arachnid style, maybe. But I also have a bunch of uh, Castellax that I haven't really gotten around to. Just buy a bunch of General Grievous models <laughs> or some Necron bits and just start sticking them onto there, and that might work out pretty well, actually. I can't imagine what the models would like, the official models would look like. Yeah, I, I kind of now want to go into one of my uh, 
like art books mm. and see if there's some like weird mechanical thing John Blanche drew 30 <laughs> years ago that they're going to in a corner pull in a out of the hat for corner this. of a picture somewhere. Oh, probably this thing going hog wild. So yeah, then on to the characters we have Seneschal Corswain, which I'm really excited about and I cannot wait for his model cuz they got to make a model for him. They got to, right? I know we already got a lot of specific models, but I mean everybody's like you can't I mean you can have a character with special rules and no model, but like <laughs> you can't, right? You right. can't do it. Especially now that like horror like you got Red Laws is or, like um, Horus Heresy. Yeah. You got to put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, I'm pretty sure everything... Do the Ultramarines have one? I mean, I got to have the special character or the special edition. Honestly, I couldn't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head any character I know of that doesn't have a model yet. Possibly some of the Blood Angel ones haven't got a model. Ralderon. They have Ralderon. Yeah. But anyway, I'm yeah, sure he's coming. Then we have Marduk Sedras, which I don't recognize, but I guess we'll throw one in there for the hell of it. Sure, why not? And then Lionel Johnson, mm-hmm. which um, if you look, Lionel Johnson, 172, and then nothing happens until 176 when they go to the Night Lords. Now, they mentioned in the article that's going to be a reprint of the Night Lords rules, but I, I don't know. I know they're a really good Legion already, especially for an early book Legion. Lee Stevens says so, and I trust his judgment on that one. I mean, I, I would agree with you. Like, their stuff is good. Like, Talent for Murder, that's a beautiful Legion trait mm-hmm. if you can pull it off. Mm-hmm. You know, like, got to outnumber the guy for it to work. Um, I think they... Uh, Night Haunter is a pain in my ass, even <laughs> though I've embarrassed him a couple of times on the field. Oh, yeah. Um, With mortals, nonetheless. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, like you do. <laughs> Suck three no, wounds from Overwatch. We're not moving. Yeah. So obviously they're adding the Contacar Terminator Elite. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. I read some comments. I don't know if they actually have a new character or not in this set here. But um, I actually, since I have that book handy, because mm. I think they're in book two, right? I believe so. Yeah. So they have one, two, three, four, five, counting Conrad Kurz, which is a good amount of uh, special characters. Yeah, I think it's more than the Wolves have right now. Mm. But it wouldn't surprise me, right? Because you need at least one guy with new rules that's just like the one that's gone full on heresy. For sure. Because everybody else is kind of set up to be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, right at the drop site massacre. This is what all (laughs) these guys were like. Right. We need somebody that's been fucking around in Thramas for a couple of years and like, mm-hmm. is wearing Space Marine skin. Vulcan. Okay, here we go. I got the Night Lords. Oh, here we go. I'm on it. Okay. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Um, so, all right, so I got Kurz. Yep, so Kurz is there. And then Flaymaster, Maudrim, Lansahai. Uh-huh. And then Sevatar. So, and that is, so that I guess is the three. Looks like potentially two, if they don't have one in like a black book, like book six or something. Mm-hmm. But a Nacred Thul and Charon Ophion of the Cryoptera. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And like they need something, especially if it's going to be pretty much a reprint. Yeah, they might uh, throw them in with, I don't know. Throw a couple new characters at. Maybe some Terminator character or something. We'll see. But yeah, so... 
Maybe they'll tweak the Night Lords a little bit. I'm not 100% sure. They got some new units. Like said, they don't they don't super need it, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're not hurting like some of those other first couple of book legions. Right. So that then brings us to the army list list eh, army list editions. Off the bat, I see two brand new ones. The Legion Hussar Squadron. Yeah. Which is interesting. This is maybe a bike squadron. I don't know. I mean, Hussars yeah, so are mounted. Or uh, mounted, yeah, the, right? Yeah. Yeah. The a Hussar is like a light, a light cavalry, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. running around with a lance, fucking things up. Uh, a right. bunch of uh, mounted space marines with lances does sound pretty cool. Right. And, you know. You Polish hussar and have the little feathery thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, Raven for, Wing and 40k. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, um, right up to like the very proper British hussars and World mm. War One German hussars that decided to have a cavalry fight for some damn reason. It didn't work. It, nothing <laughs> ever worked in World. Guns War. and horses, like fucking swords heroes. and horses. If you didn't kill a man with a lance, what are you doing? (laughs) And we got the Legion Jet Bike Sky Seeker Squadron. So we have the Sky Slayers. So there's the Sky Slayers, which are a heavy support squadron. But the Sky Seekers, I think, are a new thing. All right. It looks like they're... Well, of course, the Legion Hussar Squadron, we don't know if... Like, presumably, that's just regular bikes, since mm-hmm. it doesn't have jet bike in the name. That's true. They do seem to call them out pretty often if they're jet bikes. So yeah. So this might be like the Assaulty Bike Squadron and the Assaulty Ooh. Jet Bike Squadron. Would it be great if they actually have a bike troop option now? Well, I mean, the Raven Wing needs something, right? It's true. Like, how can you operate with that? And maybe, hey, maybe that's one thing. Maybe they'll, with the Hexagrammaton, maybe they'll mm-hmm. say... You know, all bikes are troops or something of that nature. Yeah. yeah which would be pretty be cool. And like, now's the time to do it because, well, you missed your chance with White Scars, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's show you how it's done. Oh, you guys are already fucking around on other people's territory. You don't need to. Makes me wonder if, you know, due to the fact that the Dark Angels and White Scars swapped places more or less during development. Mm-hmm. That maybe just got fell through the cracks, and these guys were supposed to be with white scars in book ten. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to like develop and play test if a unit in the game, you know? Yeah, I and it and it always, you know, maybe they looked at it and went, "Look, white scars are crazy enough right now. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a new like we've got all these new units for that book, so maybe we'll." Save the hussars for like Ravenwing. Ha <laughs> ha. Hard to tell. Yeah. Hard to tell. Because everything else in there is just stuff Which, we already know. Yeah, stuff we already have PDFs for that they've uh, released. We have the Saber Strike Tanks, the Terex Pattern Termite Assault Drill, Legion Arquiter Bombard. The Derradeo has been reprinted, but that's because of the new weapons, I think, they added to it. Or maybe oh, yeah, I was wondering why, but yeah, that would make good sense. Maybe they've tweaked it, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice that uh, Destroyers have not been reprinted so far, but we still got the playtest rules. Yeah. But uh, then we have the Saturnine Pattern Orox Armored uh, Transport for the Solar Ox, yep. and the Standard Orox Armored Transport for Imperial uh, yeah, Imperialis Militia and Colts. Then we also have the Ca- uh, Carnodon in both Saturnine Solar Ox and Imperialis Militia 
Which is interesting because I believe it was either the Carnadon or the Aurochs have been removed from the web store recently. I want to say the Auroch? Which leads me to believe... Because I'm on the internet. Yeah, which leads me to believe that it's coming back eventually. Oh, for sure. If they're going to go through the trouble of reprinting out the rules in the book, they got to bring it back. Their site is currently down for maintenance. Oh, shit. <laughs> so don't refresh this page. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good call. Oh, geez. Well, I got I got the PDF in the... Actually, let me... Email let me, yeah, PDF. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, the Warhammer website's still up for now. Right. Okay, I got the PDF. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the uh, contents of the book, which is... According to this, fairly small, a little over 205 pages, unless they're hiding something from us. Is that small? I think the others are 260 or so, or I think it's on the smaller side of the books, from what I understand. I didn't go and do an actual page count, Ooh, but... Yeah, book eight is 300. Yeah, book eight is pretty chonky, though. It was a big girl, and then... I, think, I want to say, like, the earlier ones, maybe two and three... Might have been a little bit smaller. I got book two here. I'm about to find out. Uh, book two is 286. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's okay. So it's a little, little on the smaller side, but you know, it's got everything you want if you're a Dark Angels player. Yeah, and for Lord sure. knows, just 200 <laughs> pages of nonstop Dark Angels all the time. Yeah, it's really how... Like a, a five-minute break for Night Lords. It's wild how focused this one is. This book is a lot more focused than other ones. Of course, granted, other books have like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a whole army list for demons, or here's a whole army list for Talons of the Emperor, in addition to whatever Legion rules they put out. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. That's a nice fitting. Now we have all the Legions. Finally. It only took you... Uh Let's not talk about how long it took you to get there, Jesse, but we're here now. (laughs) We are here. We're here. It's well-deserved. Thank you. Thank you. uh, I I feel like I deserved it. (laughs) um, Unlike Chaos players for several editions of 40K, you (laughs) know you're not going to be immediately hosed by a new edition in three months. It's true. (laughs) So, So, you know. (laughs) Moving on in the article, we we finally have the... uh, Profile picture of Lionel Johnson. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And we got the model down there, which I'm sure is coming out any week now. Then a little reprint of the lion sword, the wolf blade, those rules. Uh, the wolf blade. Vroom, 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 vroom. Got Conrad Kurz. We don't care. Nope. He's the exact same that he was before. Mm-hmm. King of Terrors. And then finally we get to... What I'm really excited about, as a thank you for joining us on the road to Thromus over the last few months, we're going to share some exclusive rules for the Dark Angels with you. Ferreth Redloss is a master of the Dreadwing and has an unparalleled knowledge of all the weaponry in the First Legion's arsenal. Before battle, he can choose between three different ranged weapons to wield alongside his power axe. If you plan on getting up close and personal, choose the Maragon, Magaron pattern Adamantic Pulse Pistol. <laughs> So this is a little bit of a... We'll, we're going to go through the uh, PDF right now. All right, so I should bring it up now? Yep, bring it up. Bring it up, all right. Here we go. I'm downloading it. It's happening. All right. 
Oh right. no, it's 1999. You got five hours before it loads. No. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> Not in this millennium. That's right. All right. So, Fareth Redloss. You got it up? Master of the Dreadwing, Cenobite of the Order of Crimson Scales, and favorite of the Lion, mm -hmm. which presumably means he doesn't get his head punched off for disagreeing because he never disagrees. It's a good place to be. It's smart. Yeah, he plays it smart. <laughs> <laughs> Running at uh, 200 so points. Yeah, 200 points. Weapon skill, ballistic skill six, Scion of the Dreadwing, whatever special rule that is. That's very exciting. The Dreadbringer's Plate, Mastercrafted Power Axe, three Phosphax Bombs. He's basically a Siege Breaker, like a because beefed up Siege Breaker. When one isn't enough, you've got fucking three. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you why he has three here in a second, because we go into... So yeah, Weapon Skill 6, Ballistic Skill 6, Strength 4, Toughness 4, three Wounds, Initiative 5, four Attacks, Leadership 10, two Up Save, Ooh, Dark Angels. Does that, mm -hmm. does that mean no Invol Save? Oh, no, four up and save. Good, yep, good. Yep. Got to have that. And then if he gets hit by <laughs> yeah, crawling yes. fire or melta, <laughs> it goes to a two up because fuck you guys. Uh, and any weapon with the poison rule can only wound him on a six. The Dreadbringer's Plate. The Dreadbringer's Plate is ridiculous. Because basically immune to Phosphex. <laughs> good, good. He'll need that because he's got three of them. Yeah. And close combat, just start tossing those bombs and praying. Yeah. Then All we right, have so he's got what I'm really happy about, the Master of the Arsenal. At the start of any game, the controlling player may select one of the following weapons, and he gains the use of that weapon for the duration of the game. All right, so before I go looking, looking through this and mm -hmm. am amazed and delighted, would you take this that statement there, mm -hmm. saying that, like, you know, Nova 2021, you're bringing this man... Uh, to an event, do you pick the weapon at the start of each event? Yes, at, or at the start, start of each game. game yes. Or the start of the event and used throughout? I would say start of each game. He's a master of the arsenal. I mean, he's got all his shit there, presumably. Mm-hmm. So let's see. The, the Terhenian Patterned Neural Shredder Carbine. This seems like more heretical nonsense, Jesse. I'm not going to lie to you. So, to paraphrase, so terrible were these weapons that the Emperor decreed both them and the Rebel Forge that created them to be destroyed, leaving only a few relics of Typhurian craft in the armories of Terra and the Dark Angels. <laughs> I should not leave you with all this shit. All right. So it's 18-inch range. Mm -hmm. Strength, is that a one? Yes. Strength one, AP two. Uh, oh, there it is. So it's Assault 2, Poison 4-Up, Ignores Cover, Pinning. That is hilarious. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, because he's hitting twice, generally speaking. So he's pretty much going to wound somebody with an AP2, which is going to kill somebody unless you're, you know, aiming for uh, a character or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's pinning. So congratulations. You've killed somebody. Take a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> It'll definitely hurt before you get into a close combat. And it's an assault weapon. So. Yeah. And I like the 18 inch range, right? Like, yeah. It's meant it to be. It means you're going you're gonna to get a shot before you move into charge range. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so here's my, the hilarious one. It's kind of personally my favorite. So, the Adamantic Pulse Pistol. It is only within the private arsenals of Ferris Manus and the legendary armory of the Dark Angels that such weapons can still be found. 
Who the fuck is passing these out? <laughs> I love how they just call out Ferris Manis for out of nowhere. Yeah, like he's got one. No, he doesn't. He real dead. Like I'm we sorry, found Will. It. We found he's it. Passed on. <laughs> but yeah, please continue. The adamantic pulse pistol. Yeah, uh, so it's a six-inch range, which is already hilarious. Nothing, uh, nothing unhilarious of the six-inch range. <laughs> Strength eight, AP two, very respectable. Mm-hmm. Pistol one, lance shock pulse. <laughs> um, fuck your tank if he gets yeah. there, I guess. And uh, dreadnoughts are going to have a bad time. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I mean, six-inch range, so yeah. you best be on top of it. Throw them on a termite and go to town. I think it'd be okay. That's a great ZM pistol. Yes, right? yes. Overwatch at initiative and just ta-ta. <laughs> I like it. Very, yeah, very good <laughs> against dreads and ZM. That'd be perfect. Because Lance is, what, plus one strength, right, against armor? Is that what it is? Um, unless they've changed it, and again, I've played far too many editions of this game, uh, Lance just treat all armor values as 12 oh that's right yeah that's right i don't know where i'm i don't getting... remember what shock pulse gets you though shock pulse if you get hit by a penetrating hit i want to say uh you are uh stunned you can only fire snapshots for the next turn <laughs> dumb yeah that's so that also one. be hilarious in like uh the big blam fair thread loss just rolls up in a you know tiny uh terex pattern termite Gets up behind a uh, Warlord Titan and just... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Strength 8 AP2. You know, oh, that, that that character that was running at the front of that unit, or, you know, failed that charge. I'm going to come up and just shoot him with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nobody likes to get in the way of Strength 8 AP2. Nobody, for sure. Because that's insta-dead for a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, the Selenite Shard Bolt Pistol. The examples that remain in the Dark Angels arsenal are perhaps the last of these finely made weapons to exist. Made by the re- weaponsmiths of Luna. <laughs> Can't be trusting Selenites, I tell you what. But uh, I will so say yeah, this, this is, is a very respectable pistol as well. All right, yeah, so it's uh, 12-inch range, strength 4, AP 5, pistol 4 rending, yeah, my militia don't like this. <laughs> it's ungentlemanly to have something with four shots at AP5 rending. <laughs> and moon silver. And, and moon silver. So that's a special rule. Any wound caused against a model with the demon, demons of the ruin storm, or psyker special rule is instead counted as two wounds. Fuck my life. <laughs> Why you got to hate on all my armies? Now, don't worry. Dressing? Don't worry. Wounds caused in excess of the model's remaining wounds do not spill over to other models. So you're okay. Yeah, except that. <laughs> The minor demons are all two wounds each. <laughs> that doesn't help. Oi. All right. So Scion of the Dreadwing. Mm-hmm. Ferreth Redloss, any infantry unit he joins with the Legionis Astartes Dark Angel, special rule may choose to move four inches through difficult terrain rather than rolling any dice and may re-rule failed dangerous terrain checks. Ooh. It's pretty respectable. Mm. Now, this is a Scion rule which in earlier road to thromases they mentioned that they'll have a scion rule for each of the six wings to create your own character so i'm kind of curious as to whether these rules can be accessible by others in the future like uh, or like all of it i don't know if they've just like reskinned and named 
a scion that you can create. But part of me tells me, part of me thinks that this will actually be an exclusive rule or an exclusive data sheet. Like the scion rule will stick around if you want to make your own character, but like master of yeah. the arsenal, I think will just be fair thread loss. Yeah. That'll definitely just be him. Um, and also I think the warlord trait might be a normal one. Cause all the space, yeah. the space wolf warlord traits for their characters are just bespoke ones from their set of warlord traits. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. So master of destruction. Master of Destruction. Ferris Redloss has the Tank Hunters and Wreckers special rule applied to all of his shooting attacks. Oh, with that also pulse pistol. Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> Just, I had to say it out loud for it to click in my brain, but oh. It gets real rude all of a sudden and also confers these rules to heavy weapon shooting attacks of any infantry unit that he joins. <laughs> my God, give everyone a multi- <laughs> just run right up to folk just go old it's, school it's wonderful i i'm torn over scion of the dreadwing obviously reroll failed dangerous terrain checks is fantastic mm -hmm. but like how much of a gambling man are you right like four inches two-thirds of the time you're not getting any better true but that but i, I like the fact that it's something solid that you can count on that's true if it's just a small piece of difficult terrain you know, like two or three inches wide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you know you're only going to go four inches, you can plan around that. Mm -hmm. That's true. You don't have to make that gamble sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the reroll failed dangerous terrain test. I will say it's kind of weird from in my head for a dreadwing rule because they're basically scorched earth type of deal. Yeah, but think zone mortalis and how often like all terrain is suddenly dangerous terrain, right? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I think that's what the rule is supposed to be. It's not kind of how we think of it as like jet bikes flicking around and like running into trees. This is more, mm -hmm. oh, the the roof is collapsing. And it's kind of like in an Angels of Caliban where they're just marching. They're just a slow march chanting and they're just moving through like nothing's slowing them down. They're just going through it. So that actually does make more sense. Yeah, now. I can hear in your voice how much money you're going to spend once this book comes out. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> I'm also going to repaint a bunch of shit too, but. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, Ferreth Red Loss. What do you think overall? 200. I mean, you honestly, I don't think you can go very wrong with anybody who's got a two up, four up as yeah. a as a special character. And like, BS6, that's all, that's too. A good BS6. He's hitting on twos, rerolling one. skill six. Yeah. And I five, but he's got a Mastercrafted Power Axe, so eh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, guess he's not getting blinded by stuff, Jason, <laughs> uh, and three phosphex bombs. It's just hilarious. <laughs> uh, for 200 points, I think, you know, he's got yeah, Praetor I mean, steer, uh, pre, uh, Praetor tier stats. Yeah, no, I think for 200, he's a good buy, especially because he's got that two up, four up mm. and it's not in Terminator armor, right? Yeah. And he's a, not in cataphracty, so he's still sweeping, he's still running, he's still doing all that fun stuff. Hilariously, hilariously immune to phosphex. Oh, like... Effectively. Somebody's got a melt of support squad, you just run him in front and laugh. And he's got a lance shock pulse pistol that he can re-roll. But it's not <laughs> even that, it's that he's got the choice, right? Mm, so if you mm -hmm. know he's going to be in a termite and or like deep striking or whatever, you give him the pulse pistol, you have a good time. Mm -hmm. If... 
you're playing a Centurion game or, you know, you just don't feel like having him appear somewhere, mm-hmm. you give him the Neural Shredder. It's yep. still AP2. It's Poison 4-Up. It's a solid gun. If you know you're coming and up against Thousand Sons or Demons. Yeah, Demons, Militia. Then you go Strength 4, AP5 and yeah. just go to town with it. I, I always like a good good variety of life character. Yeah. And these are fun weapons that aren't like ridiculous. Like the shock yeah, pulse pistol the, is awesome, but it's got a six inch range. So, you know, it's, I feel that really balances yeah, it out significantly. You can very easily see that like, yes, in this specific situation, one is better than the other. But like, if you told me I was going to an event and had to pick one to, to just like have the whole event, mm-hmm. I, they're all good options. Yeah. They're all good options. I'd probably also, go with the Neural Shredder just for the range and the AP2. Yeah. And the four-up poison is nice. <laughs> Ignores cover. Pinning. Pinning! The pinning is the rude part of that, in yeah. my opinion. So, yeah, and then we got one other character. Master of the Deathwing. Holguin. Seneschal of the Order of the Forest's Claws and Bulwark of the Legion. So this dude is basically modeled after the Dark Angel's Angel's Praetor model from Forge World. Oh, that's nice. And he is also a Black Library character. So let's see. He's got... Yep, so... All right, so he's... He's got the exact same stats as our boy earlier, except his ballistic skill is only five, mm-hmm. but he's got four wounds. Yep. And, and he is in a cataphracty Terminator armor. Beautiful. So he's got the Deathbringers, Aegis, Viridian Blade, Volkite Charger, digital lasers, so already. So does that include, so is that added into the uh, attack? Is that um, uh, factored into the attack? Uh, it would stat. normally say that. So I, I don't believe it is because normally yeah. it either says it's factored in or it's like four and then in parentheses, there'll be a five mm-hmm. or something. Plus again, he is also a Praetor level character. So four tax bases. Yeah. Normal. So I, I would argue that no, that's not. Yeah. He's got four tax base and then has digital lasers. So basically effectively five off the start. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should also say both of these are loyalist only. Yes. So Not you know. to be conf- because wh- why else would they be? It's a dark <laughs> angel. Right? Of course they're loyalist only. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, so he's got the Deathbringer's Aegis, which is cataphracty armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may re-roll Feel No Pain made for a model equipped with Deathbringer's Aegis, but he doesn't have... Oh, okay. Oh, oh, hang on. Okay, we're getting we'll, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So All right. before we get too far, also the war gear... Sign of uh, special rules, sign of Deathwing, Master Legion, independent character, Grim Resolve, and he has his own warlord trait. If Holguin is the army's warlord, he has the Child of Terra trait, which off the top of my head I can't remember. Hmm. Hang on, okay. it's on page 15. Ah. Page 15, the ages. Oh, that's the army list book. Damn it. I got the rule book in front of me. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Child of Terra. No matches found. What the hell? Age of Darkness Army List Book. Here we go. Warlord Traits. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> that says Child of Terror. I have Child of Terror. Fucking autocorrect. The Warlord and any unit they join with Legion as a starting special rule may re-roll any failed to wound rolls of one in close combat. Yeah, not great, not terrible. It's certainly a book. And in his little side fluff, he's Terran born. Um, but it's probably, like, it's not for him, right? It's a fluffy Warlord trait for whatever Death Star you put him in. All right, all right. So he's so got... The, so the Deathbringer's Aegis, which you mentioned earlier. We talked about that. Cataphractic Pattern Armor, which allows you to re-roll all feel-no-pain rolls for a model equipped with it. Yep, yep. And then he is armed along with his lovely Volkite Charger, the Viridian Blade, uh, which is strength plus two, which is, makes it for strength six, mm -hmm. uh, which is the bane of my existence as a militia player. <laughs> Thanks for that. It's AP2, melee, two-handed, mastercrafted with a reaping blow. And I do so love reaping blow. Yeah. Uh, models using a weapon with a special rule fight at minus one initiative and assault. But if the wielder is in base contact with more than one enemy model, the initiative step in which they fight, they gain plus one attack. And so, this weapon counts as a sword for the purposes of the mastery of the blade special rule. Yeah. So your boy Holguin, on a charge, if he gets in contact with two guys in base contact, he has seven attacks on the charge. With a yeah. strength six AP2. Now this one is not instant death. I would say it's very, it's, it's very, for militia. that's true. <laughs> it's very close to a uh, Tyrannic Greatsword, which I, my gut tells me they're going to change the rules for that when this book God, comes I out. So, whoo, whoo, is that, but yeah, so it's mastercrafted. So he gets already re-roll, but only one. Correct. Uh, so then he's got Grim Resolve, which is really cool. Uh, when reduced to two or fewer wounds, Holguin gains the feel no pain five up special rule. When reduced to his last wound, he instead gains feel no pain four up special rule. How interesting. Which he gets to re-roll due to his Aegis. So he'll have a five up re-rollable feel no pain on top of his four up invuln. Yeah. And <laughs> for those of you that like aren't good at statistics, like I am, uh, a five up re-rollable is better than a three up. So what do you think about a four-up re-rollable when you get I, a roll? I don't know. I only uh, know a five-up basically a re-rollable four-up. Failure and vulnerable oh, save. Yeah. Feel no pain. Feel no pain. So we need Hit some... Hit him with uh, a vortex grenade. Remove <laughs> from play. Just de-weapon. Get out of here. You're going to need some instant death to really knock this guy down. Yeah, you're right. You got to catch him early before all this shit really comes into play. Mm -hmm. That's wild. <laughs> That's a really... He's just not going to go down. No. And then we have the Scion of the Deathwing rule, which allows him to re-roll the first failed-to-hit roll of any phase while engaged in a challenge. This is in addition to any re-rolls made for Master Crafted. That seems like a real confusing thing to keep track of, yeah, but it's I'm not just bad. Saying, I mean, re-roll the first failed-to-hit roll of any phase... While engaged in a challenge. Yeah, why would you're not you're not rolling to hit in a shooting phase uh, if you're in a challenge? Of any phase while uh, uh, unless they mean that Oh, so if you hit with all your uh attacks the first time around, you're good. But if you uh fail at like say if you finally miss an attack 
in like your third round, then you can re-roll the hit. Uh, I think that's how it's supposed to be read. Okay. All right, I'll buy that. Because a lot that. like think of like the um, chaplains where you can get to re-roll the first phase or the first round of a phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all right. He keeps that, us in his that pocket. Makes, that makes some sense. Yeah, but that could definitely be a hard to keep track of. Eh, just keep a die on the side and just say this is my death wing roll. Mm-hmm. I think and it'd be okay. Two hundred points. Yeah, <laughs> is it a bad deal? Like I. <sighs> I feel like if you want to, if you're trying to kill somebody, Ferris Red Loss is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But if you want a warlord that's never going to give up, slay the warlord. Like if you want a haymaker, Holguin's your man. Yeah, like if you need to reeve through a squad of tactical marines, he's got base six attacks if he's in close combat with more than one character or yeah. one model, which is awesome. Yeah, he's got strength six, AP two, and damn, and yeah. A four-up save that he can roll three times when he's at his last wound. I'm going to... Hang on, let's see. Saved. Oh, fail. Fail. Save. We're good. Yeah, he's fine. He's going to survive forever. But yeah, it two very different characters. Both 200 points. And very tactically different, but both real exciting. Like, I like both of them, really. Yeah, they're really, and these are the ones that we like, you know, got for free, right? Like, yeah, these are free rules. Enjoy them. You can add these legendary warriors to your Dark Angels forces right now. Download their complete rules here. Book Nine Crusade coming out next month. Available for, for yeah, available for pre-order. So it might have shown up pre-Nova if everything uh, happened okay, but. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no talent at this point. Like, mm-hmm. Wave two coming, and who knows? It's- <laughs> we're already wave 1.5. Anyway, we're not going to dwell on that right now. No, I'm still dwelling on how good it is to have a four-up save that you need to pass one out of three times to not die. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm dwelling on it, and it's real good. <laughs> I'm... I'm too far removed from school to do the math on it, but yeah. Lord. And I'm thinking if he takes multiple wounds, you just resolve it one at a time, starting with the five up. Oh, you get the four up, then you get the five up re-rollable. And then if you manage to get past that, <laughs> you're rolling dice too, huh? <laughs> I might be. Because it, it just... That's a new one on us. Like, the mechanic can probably have some bullshit like that, but... I mean, you're not rolling a... Not three times. <laughs> it's really damn good. It's just real damn good. And that's that's the best case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's not being bayoneted to death by mortals when this two-up armor save is coming into play, right? Yeah. Like. Plus you get trounced by a, you know, a blob, and then they have to suffer as you, re- as you roll each yeah. wound individually three times, potentially. And just never ever dying from it and it's the absolute worst yeah that's gonna be fun so i do have a yeah i do have the terminator praetor and he's now definitely my holguin who's gonna be wrapped up with my uh 10 cinnabite boys throw him in a spartan go to town i mean that sounds like a fun time <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh now that i have my uh 
Cenobites already. Now I need to go toe-to-toe with uh, Caro's Red Butchers. And we're just going to have an alley knife fight and see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Man, friggin' my poor Death Sworn. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Holguin's going to take all those wounds. Hol- Holguin's <laughs> going to take a thunder hammer to the head and be out of my problem. Yeah, it would, that's probably how it work. This is the first, the first one. Fail, like fail, he, fail. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you just got to hit him with a thunder hammer before his fucking uh, feel no pain kicks in. And he's got four wounds. Oh, you know, it'd be super hilarious. And then you just throw just up a prime. A just, yeah, just put a, you could, yeah, a regular apothecary would work, right? Yeah. Any, anybody. Is an apothecary a feel, uh, feel no pain five up or four up? I think the regular one's five, but I couldn't, okay. like, don't quote me on that. Yeah. But either way. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, why you gotta, why you gotta be such a dick, Holgan? <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Like, you ain't even from Caliban. <laughs> Get out of here. Go home. Well, I think, yeah, we, we're at an hour, so I'll probably wrap up this episode, which was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me, yeah, Austin. No. Happy to, happy to. So yeah, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. Uh, we had a fun time. Well, I, I should say I had a fun time. I can't speak for Austin, but some, some of the things I've seen have been less fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. Yeah, I can't wait to get out there and start playing with these characters. Now I got to make a red loss and get like make uh, kit bash three different guns and magnetize them, which would be really sweet. But we'll see. Definitely want to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Praetors. Alex Self, Chris Mack, Joe from Music City Heresy, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Matthew Boyce, Jacob Dillon, Mr. Balwick, and Nicholas Quenga. Our Legion Centurions, Mark Henry, John Christensen, Angry Boy, Black Label Painting, Andrew N., Scott LeMay, Minis by Applesauce, M. Tanzer, and Queen Corswain. And finally, our sergeant here, Emily O'Hare, Duncan, Travis Smith, and Garrett Lowe. Greatly appreciate all your patronage. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, if you, if you like what you listen to that we like to talk about, from 30K to Adeptus Titanicus to Black Library books to even Battlefleet Heresy. Yep. Or even if you don't like what we're talking about. Yeah, go on over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k, I think. Or RR30K Podcast? Yes. Patreon.com forward slash RR30K Podcast. How many times you do? I, I threw you out of your groove, didn't I? That's <laughs> no, my, you're fine. <laughs> that's my fault, listeners. More Ryza episodes coming down the pipeline. The Heresy Grad School guys are continuing their Thromus. Is it Thromus? No, uh, Nostromo coverage. Yep. Caro's going to be working on recording some more Heresy Book Club. And Austin, you and Stephen are going to be continuing on, I'm assuming, with the uh, Lost Transmissions, a Battlefleet Heresy spinoff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we were doing real well there, getting getting the weekly cast done. And then, uh, well, I, I done goofed. I'll freely admit it. It happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we started recording a lovely episode, which I, I got to say, listeners, it was probably our best episode just mm. of all time mm. uh, for the entire podcast community of rr30k unfortunately <laughs> i uh we got about an hour into it and i realized i'd hit pause sometime around the 17 minute mark oh and uh, 
I've done stuff similar to that. I've even not even hit the record button as you all. I, I was there. Yeah, several times. I was there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, we were like, oh, mm. I'm not fucking talking about all this again right now. <laughs> and uh, we've we've been sad about it for like a week and a half. But we're gonna get back on that bandwagon. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff to go. Yeah. So we we've been churning out the content. And it's been a lot of fun. And. Like I said, if you enjoy this, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast if you want to uh, send some money our way. It definitely helps us uh, churn out some new content, which we greatly appreciate. But honestly, even if you can't, if you uh, share this podcast with a friend who may be interested in Horace Heresy, <laughs> a nice, kind word. Yeah. Or, you know, you can ask us a question. You don't have to pay us money to ask us questions. Feel free. This is true. We also have a Discord, which uh, if you're Patreon, we have a little private uh, chat room. But we also have uh, you know our standard public Discord, which is a link in the description in this podcast. And you can also find it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Which I'm going to say all this in the little blurb that I recorded a while back ago. So I don't know why I'm saying this, but every now and then I just want to say it. It's so. a personal touch, Jesse. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're all here for. We still care about you. I don't want to automate it too much. I'm just afraid I'm going to forget things. Um, <laughs> as far as, uh, speaking of Defense of Ryza, there's also a uh, cool podcast that's run by one man. It is the God Engine cast. It's really cool. I would suggest if you're interested in Titanicus, you can also give that a listen. Also, be sure to check out <laughs> Edge of Empire. <laughs> Boy, those gonna, guys. Yeah. Some real cool dudes over across the pond. Give those guys a listen to as well few weeks ago they were grateful enough to or we were grateful enough to have uh, austin steven join them in some battlefleet heresy talk which was really cool yeah that still blows my mind that like why the fuck do you want to listen to me talk about a thing that i made up <laughs> and yet here we are uh but it was a great time and it they're they're good dudes i really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and yeah it looks like a you know heresy is going to get back on track everything's looking up got a black book coming out Kenza there's, got there's released light at the at the end of our tunnel here yep. for sure. I'm really curious to see what happens during the holidays. I will still hold out for a plastic box set. I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> you keep holding on to it. Yes. Right. Even like, if they re-release Betrayal at Kalth, I'd still be a happy boy. Yeah, it uh I will say, while it's fine for us kind of experienced heresy players, I feel like it's definitely dropped our amount of new blood now that you can't just scoop up 30 or 40 tactical marines it's difficult yeah it's definitely difficult to get that core part of the army going but hopefully that'll change one day i think uh games workshop and forge world are quite aware that look they they're not changing their facebook page to for from forge world to Horus heresy for nothing it's very true that's my paranoid tinfoil hat thoughts Long story short is, I don't think Heresy's dead. I think we'll be okay. Nope, it's not dead for me. Not. As long as we play, it's not dead. Isn't that right? I mean, I'm still playing Battlefleet Gothic, guys. <laughs> it's only dead if you let it die. Mm. I think we'll uh, leave the podcast with that. Well, I'm sorry to have to say that. I did have one thing that I wanted to do. Oh, okay. Well, you can say that and then do that again. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> All right. Well, um... It is that time of the year again. Uh, War Game Soldiers and Strategy, Kowansari Publishers, are doing the Great Wargaming Survey of the Year. Great Wargaming Survey 2020. 
It's, you know, five or ten minutes of your time. How much do you game? What sort of games do you like? What sort of scales do you like? What sort of settings do you like? Um, and then they collate all of that and publish it uh, like a, a couple of months after it's done. It's running the whole month of August. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes them a couple of months to sort of collate uh, everything. But it's super interesting. And uh, like industry people look at it to kind of see where all the nerds are at. Which is really so, cool when you think about it. Not too many industries do that. Yeah, in my well, mind, I'd, certainly because it's just some random group, right? Like it's not yeah. some big think tank or anything like that. Or is it's it? It's literally just guys that do <laughs> a uh, a historical wargaming magazine. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's just a historical mag. Uh, you say just? It's probably like the biggest wargaming magazine. Oh no, it definitely it definitely is like one of the biggest, <laughs> if not the biggest historical. But I'm like they know that the answer to their question is going to be we like 28 millimeter and we like play a Warhammer 40k, right? They know yeah. that's going to be <laughs> on top of their list, but they're doing it anyway and they have a whole wide variety of questions. Uh last year they were giving out some free models for doing it. I'm, yeah, uh, I still have mine on the screw yeah, sadly. Some, <laughs> some space grognards. Yep. Yep. Real exciting. Um, this year, I don't think they're handing out any models, but they are doing a whole bunch of like, uh, drawings for stuffs oh, okay. um, for a wide variety of things you might win. Should you help them out? And you know, if you put in there, yeah, man, I like tiny robots. Like there was, there was a pretty pointed section of like, what games do you play that seemed, they didn't come out and say it. But it was like, click this button if you play Adeptus Titanicus. Click this button if you play Battlefleet Gothic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like playing sci-fi with a historical flavor, that's just 30K, guys. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, give it a go. Let your voice be heard. Uh, fair warning, though, it will make you a little sad because one of the questions is, uh, how often have you gamed in the past year? Mm. And, uh, yeah, so... Brace yourself. Uh, but it's for a good cause, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, yeah, it's not dead if you play it. Yep. Game's not dead if you're still playing it. And with that, my name is Jesse. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's Austin. Ah, I was finishing off my cider. Jesus, Jesse. One day, uh, <laughs> yeah, we shall return to roll those dice. Yep. Keep those tabletop simulator dice rolling. Thanks for listening to another podcast from the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can also find our swag store at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash RR30K podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at remembrancers underscore retreat. You can also visit our website RR30K.com for podcast updates and the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium. You can also leave us a voicemail for us to play on a future podcast at 1929-437-3791. That's 1929-HERESY1. And you can also leave us an email at the Retreat at gmail.com. Thanks again. <laughs>